Mobile Rolling on Radio Tab. Back straight and the Bangkok DJ extends and put up eight or nine metres now. On always be me, followed by Shakalaka Boom Boom. Jeremy's got to go and then came I'm a chick magnet. But up the straight they head and it's all Bangkok DJ. He's racing away. The margin's out to about a dozen metres on always be me and Bangkok DJ bolts in beating. Yeah, an easy win. Chris Barsby spoke to Angus Garrard and seeing that horse tonight, Chris, as I say, good morning to you. One of the highlights, I think he's won six from ten, Bangkok DJ. Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. A very progressive three-year-old, and he's a clear favourite. We'll talk more about the prices for these uh, features tonight with Jared Daffy in just a moment. But he's got that barrier draw edge. Teddy Disco, the other heat winner, and equally impressive. Uh, he's got to overcome a second-row draw and a nasty one as well because it's the inside of the second row. So uh, Bangkok DJ was a clear favourite yesterday when we looked at those prices. Can he uh, make uh, full use of this good barrier draw? But it's a great night of racing, a great way to start the 2022 Tab Constellations. A couple of really good races tonight. We've got that Lucky Creed tomorrow night, Spirit of St. Louis, Majestic Cruiser. They lock horns tomorrow night at Albion Park. And then we've got the features week in, week out over the next five weeks. So a lot to look yeah. forward to. Chris, I know you've, you've, we would have had time to assess that race more and do more replays and think out the speed map uh, in that Spirit of St. Louis race. How does it, do you think it's going to play out with him? I think he'll be in front. Uh, I don't think they'll want to take any sort of chances. Uh, he's very good off cover. There's no doubt about it. He's got that amazing change-up speed. But given the fact that he's got that front row draw, Majestic Cruiser, first up without a spell, coming back from that New Zealand campaign where he won the Group 1 Messenger, I think they'll want to hold that advantage spirit of St. Louis and the connections, and uh, I think he'll try and lead and lead all the way. Yeah, I really look forward to seeing him, given he's uh, you know regarded as the best horse in the country at the moment. Jared Daffy, good morning, Jared. Morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. All right. Morning, Jared. Let's have a look at these features tonight at Reckliff. We'll jump straight into it. Races five and seven. And we'll start with the race seven. It's the uh, the Group 2 $50,000 event. The Garrard's Yelling Sales three-year-old final. The heats were Wednesday week ago. And many think it is a race in two in the market. Certainly agrees with it as well. She's notorious 9.50. Bangkok DJ $1.45. Shakalaka Boom Boom at 126 Always Be Me, 51 Roses of Sweet, 51 Jeremy's got to go, 101. Teddy Disco, 290. R11 Art, 41. Obi Legal, 51. Borsellino, 41. Is the money clearly with Bangkok DJ? It is. The market would suggest it's probably a race in one here, Chris. And, and obviously from that preferred barrier draw, we see this quite often when there's uh, racing at Redcliffe. Those that are probably drawn to find the frontal with a good draw are normally the ones that are backed, and that's been the case here. It was $1.55 in the opening market. It's into $1.45 overnight, and the other one well and truly in the market is Teddy Disco, 260 out to 290. Got the pole marker there in the mix at uh, $9.50. She's, not, uh, she's notorious, but outside of the two, probably outside of the one, is, uh, it's the standout Bangkok DJ. Okay. The Chris Garrard's patron's purse. This is um, uh, a polar opposite of the, the race we just spoke about because there's a lot of chances in this race and a lot of good prices about horses that are really in form. So looking at it right now, Captain Crusader, 250 Hemsworth, 950 Manila Playboy, 850 LB2 Chain, 17 Another statement, $126. Artillery, 330 Crunch Time, 650 The Raconteur, 71 Some Moment Somewhere, $14. And Tommy Lincoln at 26 This race was first stage back in 2008. 
uh, both myself and Darren Clayton have gone on record. This is the strongest edition of the patron's purse. This will be a rip of the night. Captain Crusader 250, but where's the money going? Well, I hope you're right because he's been backed off the map, Captain Crusader. Now, he opened at $4.20. He wasn't favourite. I think he was uh, equal second or third favourite at that point in time. Obviously into two fifty now, and he's been backed at each turn on the way. And looking at some of the others there, most of them have drifted in the market you know, big time. Artillery's been around about that three thirty, three forty mark. Uh, crunch time, four twenty now out to six fifty. dollars uh, That's around about it, but... Yeah, it's interesting uh, that both yourself and Darren uh, pointed out it's a tough race, but punters have sorted it out for the time being. It's all Captain Crusader. Okay, from the inside drawer, he's a high-gate speed horse, so he's certainly got that early advantage. Over in the West tonight, the uh, the feature there is Race 5. It's a Group 3 event named after one of the all-time greats, I'm the Mighty Quins. This is his race, and looking at the market here, Socrates, the former Kiwi, 320. It's open this race. 460 C Ryan Fly, 440 about Markham Air, a stable mate of Socrates. We've got I Am the Firecracker at 550, and then we're going to Azana at $9. So, fairly open here, race number five at GP tonight. Look, it is. I was keen to see what would happen early on, um, given what you just said about Socrates. Uh, he was 390, it wasn't going anywhere. Uh, they chipped away at a couple around him, uh, Master Layton. Barrier 2 was 23 into 13 and some sort of support for Azana, which I think we spoke about last week, 13 into 9. But overnight and this morning, uh, we have started to see some serious money come for Socrates here, Chris. 3.90 early this morning, now into $3.20. And those ones that there was a sprinkling of interest for, now the money's dried up there. Uh, I really can't see much interest. Uh, Mark Amir's four dollars forty, but we haven't really struck a take a taker there this morning. So Socrates is the one they want to be on at the moment. Okay, race six tomorrow night at Menangle. It's the feature there, the Group Three Golden Mile, and there's a few in this race that are being considered for Queensland. Cruz Bramac is the favourite here, two ninety. He's got the call over Alta Orlando three dollars, Wild West three sixty. And Zeus Bromac, $8. They're the major players in the market. Is there any sort of lead? Yeah, we see these go around pretty regularly against each other, don't we? And Cruz Bromac has been the one now. He was $3.40. He was third, uh, second favourite at that stage. Alta Orlando opened the favourite at two ninety. So Cruz Bromac, standalone favourite now at two ninety. Alta Orlando at $3. And the other one that's been around about uh, its mark since it opened up is Wild West, which was $3.60 and it's still $3.60. So... Early push for Cruz Bromac. Um, they're normally pretty spot on with these uh, feature races in New South Wales, aren't they? Or the better class fields. Uh, this one, the Golden Mile. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes, Cruz Bromac. Okay. Well, it's an interesting race. And as I said, certainly maybe possibly uh, repercussions for the Brisbane Winter Carnival. A number of Melbourne horses tomorrow night at Melton being considered for Queensland as well. We'll start with race four, which is a Group 3 feature for the Mayors, the Cinderella Stakes. Treachery is the favourite. Unbeaten this prep. Three for three. A dollar fifty-five. I'm often gone three seventy and four forty about moments like these, and then we're going out to double figures. Are they with the favourite? Well, the opening two dollars for Treachery lasted a millisecond. Uh, shortened a few times. It was one sixty-five, then one sixty, and now one fifty-five. So the signs are there. Chris might even start a little bit shorter. Uh, whilst that's been going on, the other two in the market, I'm off and gone. 370 moments like these, 440. So they're drifting out. There's no interest at all in any of those roughies. OK, race number seven. This is a key race for the Queensland Carnival. 
favourite rock and roll do, $1.75, better eclipse, as we know, invited and accepted for the rising sun. He's at 280. We've got 750 spring knee step. There's talk about him coming up as well. Tango Tara is likely to make the trip. He's at 950. Rock and roll do draws the ace. Are they with him? No, not really. Uh, normally when they drift early on, and it hasn't been a major drift, 178 to 175, it looks like uh, our bookies are pretty keen to take on uh, Rock and Roll Duel, Rock and Roll Do, uh, and we haven't really uh, had any bites of the cherry there yet. Better Eclipse has held its place at $2.80. The one that's attracted a bit of support at a much, much bigger price is uh, Cherokee Joe, drawn uh, barrier two there, 41 into 21. Uh, again, a lot of that each way, but favourite a little bit easy at the moment. Better Eclipse, pretty solid in the market. Okay, one without notice, the last race tomorrow night at Melton, it's the Noopy Kiosk uh, Trotters Free-for-All. Majestuoso, he was beaten out of the place first up. They're talking mm. about Queensland. Second up, he's at $1.50. Next in betting is his stablemate, McLovin, 3.80. Can you give us a lead there? I think I can. Uh, yeah, he was a bit disappointing. Well, he was very disappointing first yeah. up, Majestuoso. Now, he's been $1.40 to $1.50. Uh, the other one, McLovin, uh, the stable mate, three forty eight to three eighty. Now, nephew of uh, Sunoco, ten into seven. Sundance Courage, eight into seven. They're the two that they want to be on to beat those two favourites. Sundance Courage actually won that race last start, didn't it? I think they yeah, beat the did. same field. And nephew yep. of Sunoco uh, has been back many times when we've had this segment on before, but. Yeah, the trend is definitely away from Majestuoso there uh, at the short odds, currently a dollar fifty. Okay, all eyes on him for a number of reasons in that final race at Melton tomorrow night. The Lucky Creed Open, uh, that's the feature at Albion Park tomorrow night, and this is going to be a really good contest. Colt 31, $16, Spirit of St. Louis, $1.22, It Ain't the Money, 81 Northview Hustler, 19 Aphorism, 41 Mr. Freeze, 41 Black Sedan, 17 Got a Shop Early, $151, Majestic Cruiser, 460 Odds on favourite, deep odds on favourite, Spirit of St. Louis, a dollar twenty. U. Are you St. Louis or St. Louis? Uh, it, well, you can. I think you can get away with both. I've said before on the on the sports show that uh, I know a couple of people that live in St. Louis, and that's what they prefer to call it. But I think where the confusion arises is is that old song, um, Gene Kelly, when he danced to it, uh, "Meet Me in St. Louis, Louis, Bluey, or whatever right. it was. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's like wandering Wagga Wagga. Yeah, it is. Uh, I run with Spirit of St. Louis because I think most Australians sort of uh, call it Louis. But anyway, for the purposes of this, we'll call it Spirit of St. Louis. It sounds better, Jared, doesn't it? It, it does. It does. It's yeah. Maybe we'll just get rid of that S. But um, <laughs> it's $16 bar the two, and it would be a major, major upset if one of the one of the duo didn't win. Spirit of St. Louis opened at $1.22. It hasn't moved. A sprinkling, and I mean only a sprinkling for Majestic Cruiser, $5 into $4.60. So I think our bookies were just looking for a lead uh, apart from uh, the shorty. But the shorty, plenty of multi-money going through it. So I think the market's about right. Most of those roughies will be a lot, lot better than what they are now come this time tomorrow. What's interesting with that race, those two favourites are both first up off freshen ups and they're both going to 2,680 metres. Like you just wouldn't see that with the thoroughbred. That's a big but, ask, uh, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it just? Isn't it yeah. just? But Spirit of St. Louis is the favourite. A market's only just gone up for this last race. Uh, Steve and I spoke with Nathan Purden yesterday, the trainer of Moray Vita. She's here for the Oaks. This is a ripping race to wrap up the card tomorrow night, the three-year-old. 
She's the favourite at 195. Tim's a trooper 270. Sugar Apple at 330. I got the sort of sense from Nathan yesterday. Um, she's not completely wound down for this race tomorrow okay. night. So there'll be, there'll be improvement, um, whatever she does tomorrow night. So it'll be interesting. But uh, she has gone up the favourite at 195. She has, but she's eased out already, 198 to 195. So that mightn't sound that big of a deal. But I guess what it means is that punters aren't happy to take the short odds. The one of that trio in the market that they have backed is Sugar Apple. It opened at 380. A couple of moves gets it into its current quote of 330. So it is still the outsider of the trio. Tim's a trooper has held its place at $2.70. So I don't know. But just, just trying to interpret what we've already done here, Chris, I think I think you'll get better at Amoro Vita. And perhaps uh, the other two will either hold their place as they are or maybe Sugar Apple might come in again. But fascinating race. Mm, and, and fascinating too that it's Chris Alford's only drive at Albion Park tomorrow night. He's coming up oh. with one drive. I think he had a, a you know at least five or six drives at Melbourne. Oh, there's a night. clue. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. very interesting. Let's build a multi for the weekend, Jared. And what can you steer? Well, we're going to bounce the we're going to bounce the ball tonight. We've actually got uh, two legs tonight. The first is. Uh, Obviously, both at Redcliffe. Race five, number one, Captain Crusader, currently at two fifty. Race seven, number two, Bank of DJ, a dollar forty-five. And along to Melton tomorrow night. Race four, number five, Treachery, a dollar fifty-five. Okay, Steve, what can you fill us up with? Oh, look, I like Test the Law at Murray Bridge. Now it's one ninety-five at the moment, but it's a dollar thirty the place. Just be aware there's no third dividend. So if you're building a multi, it's either going to win or run second, I think. So maybe a dollar thirty the place. Add, add it to the multi. Two two Test the Law. Okay, 2-2, two, two, test the law. That'll do us. It all adds up. So Captain Crusader, Bangkok DJ, that's tonight at Redcliffe. Treachery tomorrow night at Melton. Test the law tomorrow at Murray Bridge. So that's our multi for the weekend. Jared, it's a busy time. Appreciate your uh, efforts this morning, and we'll be touching base again next week. Thank you, gents. There's Jared Daffy from Tab joining us. So you can find those markets right now by going to the website, tab.com.au. So... A lot of these markets are starting to appear, and uh, in particular for Albion Park tomorrow night. So it's good that they've got that three-year-old race up already, which is the final race, but it's a cracking race over the mile. So we look forward to that. Speaking of Albion Park, we go there tomorrow night, feature racing. The Lucky Creed is the feature. As we've mentioned, Spirit of St. Louis and Majestic Cruiser go head-to-head. Joining us, as she does, each and every Friday from Albion Park Communications, membership manager Kate Butch. She's online with us now. Kate, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well. It's a it's a great night of racing tomorrow night. That free-for-all will be a ripper. Yeah, we do have a good night of racing, and it's our last one before the um, constellations gets underway here at the creek, so very exciting. Good to point out that as well. Next Saturday night, we're at Reckler for their big cup meeting, so there's no racing at Albion Park next Saturday night. I wanted to ask this morning, uh, you, you've just announced uh, just in the last week or so, a big Calcutta for the Tab Blacks of Fake. This is going to take place on... Thursday, July 21. Can you just give us a few more details about this? Because it sounds exciting. Yeah, very exciting event that we're hosting as part of the Constellations Carnival. So it'll be just across the road at the Breakfast Creek Hotel in the Rum Bar. It's going to be hosted by Embracing Pacing. It's a free event, $10 a ticket, and also a $1,000 starting pool. So Tab have kindly come on board to match us dollar for dollar to get that starting pool underway. So... Yeah, it's going to be a good event, and there's um, it's a free RSVP, so you can just do that online at the Creek's website. And yeah, it's a nice addition to to the carnival events. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Do you think there's a possibility that we could get to $10,000 for that pool? Yeah, that would be the ultimate goal. And I think there's already been a bit of interest around it um, thus far. We've got the tickets all ready to go. So looking forward to it. Come and see us in the Creek Bar if you want to buy some um, and get underway early. Okay, so that comes up on Thursday, July 21. So looking forward to that, the Blacks of Fake Calcutta uh, in lead up to the Tab Blacks of Fake, which will be run that Saturday night at Albion Park. The carnival is starting to get closer and closer. As you said, this is our final Saturday night meeting before the carnival officially gets underway. We had the launch on Tuesday. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, is there anything that's still available for those that are keen to get to one of the carnival nights? Yeah, there is definitely still some tickets available. However, we've been inundated with um, hospitality bookings and ticket sales. So it's a really good start. It's a four-week carnival this year instead of three weeks. And so, yeah, we're very happy with the bookings that are coming in thus far, but it does mean that uh, people will need to book uh, in advance. Well, I've got to admit as well, and, and Steve will be particularly interested by this, but the Gold Coast Turf Club are on board with Albion Park as well, and they're going to get behind the dual seater sulky races, but it's a little bit different this year. Last year, very successful, very popular, so much so uh, you guys have been, uh, you know, uh, inundated with offers from jockeys but with the Gold Coast Turf Club coming on board this year we're going to have a little bit of rivalry so am I right in saying Brisbane Metro jockeys going up against the Gold Coast based jockeys? Yeah certainly correct there so uh, Brett, Lyons, uh, Brett Cook and Steve Lyons great supporters of the club have come on board with it this year so yes it will be two Brisbane jockeys versus two Gold Coast jockeys um, heat on Aqua Constructions Rising Sun Night and then the final on the final night. They're also um, sponsoring the Mr. Feelgood, which has a nice connection to the Gold Coast. So, um, yeah, we can't wait to have them all here and show them how it's done in Brisbane. Who gets to pick the jockeys? Is that you or Scott? Uh, it could be mixed. I'll see. We'll, we'll see on that <laughs> one. But uh, I think Scott will like to take that one on board. <laughs> there'll be a bit of there'll be a bit of banter between these jockeys. Who's got bragging rides, Brisbane or the Gold Coast? Yeah, most definitely. So I think Scott will probably work on getting some uh, that will create a bit of hype around that. So, yeah, there'll be a bit of competition going on. Yeah, yeah. I remember the jockeys last year. They had a, a whale of a time. So we look forward to that uh, and a bit of banter this year with Brisbane v Gold Coast. What is your best bet coming through tomorrow night? Best bet is in race three, just rocking. So as always, I look for leader Peter to take the pacer straight to the top. And I think he should be good enough to see him greet the judge first. So we'll see how we go. Okay, so that's race three, number two, just rocking tomorrow night at Albion Park. Kate, as always, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Kate Butt joining us, Chris, uh, from Albion Park. We're about to talk to Ryan Spice. It'd be interesting to get Ryan's thoughts of Spoon at St. Louis as well and tactics. How are you, Ryan? Morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. Do you think you'll find the top early or not? Spirit of St. Louis. Yeah, Spirit of St. Louis will jog to the top and, yeah, Luke will be holding. Majestic Cruiser will probably work around to the breeze at some stage and they'll rip a last 600 metres. That's pretty pretty straightforward, the way that race unfolds in? Yeah, I think so, Chris. And we've got to remember both horses have got uh, bigger fish to fry in the coming weeks. OK, well, that's, uh, that's the feature free-for-all tomorrow night. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on tonight's feature at Rickliffe, but before I do... Give us your bet, uh, best bet for the weekend. Where do we go for the best bet? 
Chris, for my best, we are supporting a runner that Jared has already made a case for. So we're heading down to Melton, race four in the Cinderella Stakes over the mile. No surprises here. I've come up with Treachery, which is Mark Pitt for Emma Stewart. Uh, she opened two dollars with Tab, heavily supported, into a dollar fifty-five. She's in beast mode this mare. She's racking up a picket fence. Um, last start over the middle trip, she led and defeated Eva Matteo easily. Two starts ago, she sat outside a very similar field here and beat Doug's Babe in moments like these. I think tonight um, she gets tomorrow night she gets waved on by, and she'll just be too good. Okay, so coming up with treachery, that's race four, number five. Have you got a value play for the weekend? Uh, Chris, not so much of a value play, but another horse I'm happy to give a push to. Um, down at Menangle, race seven is the trot. It's a mile event. Um, a former Queenslander down there who's put with the McCarthy barn now is number six, Majestic Simon, currently 290 with Tab. Jack Callahan takes the drive. This former Queenslander's had three starts down there now. Each start has been excellent. The horse has the hoof, hoof on the till. Uh, last week, second behind Doff Your Cap. This field is definitely no harder and there's no Doff Your Cap this week. I'm really keen that he can go one better. Okay, so race seven, number six, Majestic Simon, 290 currently. So treachery, the best bet. Next best is Majestic Simon. So that's race four, number five at Melton, Majestic Simon, race seven, number six at Menangle tomorrow night. Now, as I said, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this race. It's a ripper edition of the Patrons Purse, strongest field ever, in my opinion, since first being run back in 2008. Let's go through them runner by runner. Captain Crusaders, the current favourite at 250. How do you see him in this field? Chris, he's the one they all have to beat. This horse has thrived since he's come to Queensland in his three starts. We all know he's got wicked high speed and early and also late if he's driven since sprint. He's been 420 into 250 with Tab. Last start, his prep run was a 2,600-metre stand start event. He zipped home in 54-1. Ricky Alchin didn't let him go. I do believe he's clearly the horse they all have to beat. Certain leader? Uh, I'm 90% confident that if Ricky wants to hold, he will hold. Okay. Hemsworth, absolutely flying, chasing four in a row, 950. This horse has so much X factor. His last two starts have been scintillating. The speed he lets down with is it's really graceful and it's a credit to Pete and Chantel with how well this horse is going. I am supporting the fact that I think Pete will push the button at the start and have a little look and maybe try and open the gap and sneak leaders back behind Captain Crusader. I think that's on the cards. And if it happens, then he can camp on him, look out. Okay. Manila Playboy, another local trained, uh, locally trained horse that's absolutely flying. Great sectionals last time out, 8.50. Manila Playboy is a clear winning hope without a doubt. Uh, never raced better this horse. He's been smashing the clock. I think he has to work forward at the start and get across. If he goes back, there's just too many runners in front of him. Um, ideally, he'd like to sit 1-1 with some cover. Um, a clear winning hope. Okay, LB2 James up from Victoria, last start winner, $17. Uh, LB is first up for a month. He has had a trial before coming up, really sticky gait. Um, I'm surprised actually he's in this field. I actually thought Seb's choice, the stable mate who goes around earlier in the card, may have been the one for that camp here. If he goes forward, I think he does too much work. If he goes back, he has too many runners in front of him. I think he'll be a drifter in the market.
Okay, another statement. He's got the outside draw here, gate six. He's $126. This horse couldn't be going any better, but, geez, the gate stings. I, I can't have him finishing top four, unfortunately. Okay, artillery. He was a monster last week. Uh, just too big, too strong. 3.30, drawn the inside of the second row, following out Captain Crusader. The improvement artillery made from his first Queensland start to his second was enormous. Um, he's in the right camp. He has the right driver with Luke McCarthy. Interestingly enough, artillery's never drawn inside back row in his career. Um, so whether he actually has that push-button speed to hold the back of Captain Crusader, we'll find out on the night. Um, I think he's more of a free-running, free-rolling type of pacer. So inside back row, peg strip, um, I can't be taking the 3.30, but he is, of course, um, good enough to be winning. Okay, crunch time. A stable mate of Captain Crusader. Uh, probably would have been better suited with a front row draw. He's at 6.50. If crunch time drew the front, I think he would have been the horse to beat. Um, here, I'm not sure what their tactics will be, whether it will be to go to mark a line or stay off and zip around to the breeze. Um, unsure. I think he'll drift in the market. Um, a winning hope, though, if there is mid-race tempo. The raconteur, an easy last start, Albion Park winner, but stepping up here, he's at $71. Uh, I think he's outclassed. Some moment, somewhere, he's absolutely flying, this guy. Great trial just last week against Gillaby Kung Fu and super fast time, $14. But the, the draw, it makes it tough. It sure does. I think for him to be a winning chance, he'd need them to really be flying a wrong mid-race. Couldn't be going any better. He's an absolute credit to the Shannon Price team. Um, wouldn't shock to see him run top four, but it's hard to, to make a, to declare him, put it that way. OK, and Tommy Lincoln, he's drawn the outside of the second row. Another one that would have been better served with a front row draw, $26. I think Tommy would drift hard in the market. I'm thinking from a form perspective, all of his best runs have been on the marker line. Uh, this doesn't look a, a perfect setup, to say the least. OK, so how do you break this race down? Are you keen to be on Captain Crusader? I think if you're playing the percentages, he's the one. Um, but if someone wanted to have a bit of an each-way spec, I think Hemsworth is the horse. OK, so Captain Crusader, 250. Hemsworth, 950. 250 the place right now with Tab. And just on that three-year-old feature, is it a race in two? Or do you think Bangkok DJ, because of that front road rule, makes it uh, a race for him to lose? That's the only way he can get beaten. The market seems spot on, Chris. You know, roughly a dollar fifty. Bangkok DJ two eighty, two ninety. Teddy Disco. It is certainly the way the barriers have fallen. Bangkok DJ's race to lose. Okay. Well, it's a great saying, weekend of race. That, though, Chris. Yeah, he yep. certainly. I don't, I'm. I'm. I'm quite sure she's notorious is not handing up. But uh, yeah, I still think it's advantage Bangkok. Okay, so we're with the DJ there in that three-year-old feature. That's a Group 2 race worth $50,000. Ryan, enjoy the weekend. It's a great night. It's a great night tomorrow night as well. And over the next five weeks, it's going to be uh, super exciting. Excellent. Cheers. There's Ryan Spice joining us. He'll be back on air with us next Friday, going through all of the form for the weekend, including that big night coming up at Redcliffe next Saturday night. Darren Clayton's been tuned in all morning, going through all of the form for both tonight and tomorrow night. He joins us online now. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. Your thoughts on the patron's purse, race number five? 
Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, like we said, it's it's definitely the uh, the strongest edition. I've gone through them all there, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, interestingly, this was the race that Destreos had his first ever Australian start in, and that was uh, the first edition of the Patrons Purse. Was there um, only about four or five in that field that night? There was five in that field that night. Mm. Be Diligent was the winner. Uh, beat a pretty handy mare in Fleur de Lille. Um, Destreos came in at the tail of the field on that occasion. But, yeah, just going through uh, in the early years, there was sort of no real standards. There were some very handy horses went around and then um, probably more so in the last few years that the quality really has sort of stepped up a little bit. Um, the 2015 edition was pretty strong. Alleluia, Supreme Mac, five-card draw, um, Majestic Mac, he was in that one as well. Um, but definitely this year, it's by far and away the uh, the best one we've ever seen. Okay, so who wins it in your opinion? I, I'm squarely with Captain Crusader. He holds he holds the key to the race, and I think uh, it's the key that's going to unlock the door because he's got that early speed. Um, we saw him last time last week. He he tackled the, a standing start over the long trip at Albion Park and. Uh, he actually flew away from the from the tapes to get in front pretty soon. Steady early, but then his closing half on the front end unchallenged. He's run 54 and uh, 54.1, I think it was, for his last 800 up front untouched. So um, he's being trained on the track up at Redcliffe. He knows that he's got a good record. This guy's he's been super right the way through his whole career. He's always tackled you know, the best of company and uh, he gets gate one this time and I think it's an all the way job for Captain Crusader. Okay, you're confident that he will lead. Is there any chance that he gets crossed? There was that school of thought yesterday that maybe he is, uh, you know, a little vulnerable from the inside gate? Yeah, I don't... Maybe at Albion Park where there's wider expanses, it's a different kettle of fish drawing inside at Redcliffe. You're more chance of getting crossed at Redcliffe if you draw gate one in the front straight start, but those two starts, mm. the 2040 and the 2280, which this race will be over, they're only short runs into those first turns, and um, with that inside advantage, it, it's crucial, and um, anything wider than three is going to need to be absolutely flying to, to get across, so I can see him just sort of punching through, holding up, and, and that being uh, how it pans out. Okay, so captain for you there in the patron's purse. Are you with Bangkok DJ in the three-year-old final? I am with him. Uh, It's interesting listening to Angus talk yesterday when you had a chat with him, reading between the lines there. He thinks he's not getting to the front. Um, That means he'll have to to sit in the chair, how much pressure he applies to. Uh, She's notorious, um, I guess, is the big question. And if... Teddy Disco gets to the passing lane with any type of momentum. Well, he's going to have the fresh legs and that economical trip will certainly be in his favour. So um, that's a, a little bit of a query and a sticking point, I think. But uh, I do think with that front row advantage, it certainly puts the, the favour to Bangkok DJ. And we saw him win from the breeze at Albion Park a couple of runs back um, in really strong fashion. So um, if it, we see him where he just sort of goes steady early and then really applies the screws down the down the back and really tries to, to put him away. It, it certainly opens it up for a, a tactical battle. He probably wants to make sure that um, Teddy Disco doesn't get any momentum at any stage when he gets out. So 
probably doesn't want to pull clear early and, and open the pocket to the outside and wants to go hard enough that uh, he puts the leader away. So it certainly ain't a big, very good tactical battle, that's for sure. Sure. Uh, is there anything else on that program tonight before we switch to Albion Park tomorrow night that stands out? Um, I thought he's come up... Uh, he's firmed in the market, LL Cool J, but uh, I thought just the, the form that he's got at Redcliffe from the standing start, I thought he was a really good thing in that race, race four, that is. He only gets the 10 metres. He's come off 10 metres in the in the flashing red and the other discretionary that was the lead up to that 10 metres against this field, I thought was, was really uh, really a, a good setup for him and only a smaller field as well. So I thought he was a really good bet. Race four, number eight, LL Cool J. Okay, currently $2.15. Let's focus on Albion Park tomorrow night. The feature is race six, the list of Lucky Creed. What is your best bet tomorrow night at the creek? Uh, best bet overall, um, I'm actually going head-to-head with Kate here. I thought uh, I thought Squire was a, a good bet in race three. I thought it worked out per- Yeah, I thought it worked out perfectly for him in that race. Uh, he got he gets gate one. He hasn't had a decent gate for a while. Um, wasn't too far from feeling for a rainbow uh, last time out there last week. Um, yeah, I just thought it all profiled nicely for Squire. He's got good early speed. He can hold up, or even if they take a sit on Just Rock, and I think he can out sprint her in the stretch. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a head-to-head battle here. I think race three, number one, Squire. Okay, so race three, number one, Squire. Your best bet. Is there anything else on the card that you like? Um, I'm, I'm with Sugar Apple in the last, Chris. I'd, I'd love his form at the mile. Um, even though he's fresh up, um, and we've spoke about Chris Alford coming up for one drive, I think those two things aside, Sugar Apple, he's had nine starts since he crossed the Tasman to join Jason Grimson's stable. He's only been beaten twice. Both of those defeats were at 2,300 at Menangle and then 2,400 at Menangle in a heat of the New South Wales Oaks uh, Oaks Derby, I should say, where he finished fourth. Um, he's won these seven other trips. They've really picked his races nicely. He went to Young, won the Young Derby. He went to Bathurst and won the Roly Alice Sprint there. That was a really uh, good race for three-year-olds as well. And then he went down to Wagga and was super from wide off the track, fired off. Wagga, similar dimensions to, to Albion Park and that start point out wide. I can see him getting to the front and uh, taking them all away. So I'm really keen on him. Race 10, number five, Sugar Apple. Okay, currently 3.30 with Tab right now. Fixed price for Sugar Apple in the last. Uh, throw some numbers at me for the quaddy. Uh, main quaddy races five, six, seven and eight. Yeah, we're going um, straight in. One out in the first league, Big Wheels. I think this race is ideal for him. He'll probably come up a little bit short, but another one that I'm really keen on. Uh, his record over the Albion Park Mile is super. He's got eight from nine when leading at the Albion Park Mile, and um, I think it can be nine from ten here with uh, Leader Peter just doing his thing out in front. The second leg, race six, uh, Spirit of St. Louis, um, certainly gets the gate advantage. It looks a racing two between him and Majestic Cruiser. Majestic Cruiser, um, you mentioned it before, it's interesting that both these runners are first up over 2,600. So um, certainly opens it up there if there's something with a bit of race fitness to, to take their opportunity. A horse like Black Sedan certainly fits that mould, but he has no favours out there in gate seven. So um, Spirit of St. Louis or Majestic Cruiser, the winner comes from either of those two. I do have St. Louis on top. 
the third leg, race seven. Uh, I've got to need you now on top, but not a great deal of confidence. It's a step up from what she beat in midweek company uh, at her first Albion Park start. It was a good win from gate seven on that occasion. But like I said, this is a step up. She should get to the front from gate two. Um, King Triton, he was a midweek winner as well last time out. That was along the passing lane. So he looks set for another nice trip there. Delightful dudes, the query runner. He came up last year for some of the three-year-old features. He went 0-4 um, in those four appearances. He's been good since that. He's run in a couple of nice races and, and had a good trial in readiness to come back up. So don't discount him. Number six, delightful dude. And we'll throw in Bombardier Jujon as well. If he gets the right trip, he's certainly up to uh, to punching through and pinching this. And so that's two, uh, one, two, six, and th- one, two, three, and six. And in the last leg, uh, again, another race in two. Soho Almazi, she'll be a much fitter from her first up run last week. Just got overturned on the line. Valkyrie took uh, the winning shot up the passing lane. She'll be fitter for that run. No favours second line, but uh, she's certainly got the class edge. And Ballerini's the other one. Bernie Hewitt uh, arrives in town with his uh, some more of his winter team. This man, she was runner-up to Lyrical Genius. Uh, three runs back in a group one of the Western District Championships at Bathurst. She then went to Menangle for the for the overall New South Wales Championship where she was midfield and it was a good effort there. Um, she's certainly come on nicely, has Ballerini. So I thought the winner comes from either of those two, six or nine. Okay, so just repeating two firstly in that opening leg, then two and nine, one, two, three, six, six and nine in that final leg. That's tomorrow night's quarter. You do the dashboard for the Racing Queensland website for the main meeting of the week each and every week. Is it up now for tomorrow night's card? Yeah, it's up there. We've got the early quaddy numbers, the quaddy numbers, um, the best trifecta race, which I thought was Big Wheels race. Um, stand him out from um, Courageous Saint and uh, horse number eight, which is What's Up Sunshine. You'll get a nice trip in behind there. So if you, uh, that's the exotic play and a few other numbers there just for third. Um, got a bit... Mentioned Big Wheels and Sugar Apple, those two that I've just mentioned there before. Just um, some of their stats are really good. Driver to follow this week, Cam Hart. Um, Luke McCarthy, Pete McMullen both have good books. Cam Hart will be interested to see what he can do tomorrow night. He drives, picks up a drive on Harps for Graham Dwyer. He's then got uh, three drives for Jason Grimson. He's got Firefox in race four, who comes up against Jillaby Kung Fu. But no favours out there in gate seven. He's got Majestic Cruiser in that Lucky Creed. Picks up the drive for Jared Alchin on Delightful Dude and then brings it home with Sugar Apple, who hopefully will also bring us home a little bit of sweetness. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find that by going to the Racing Queensland website, the dashboard, up each and every week. It's going to be a great weekend of racing starting tonight at Redcliffe, tomorrow night Albion Park, and over the next five to six weeks, it's going to be super stuff. There's no doubt about it. Darren, appreciate your time this morning. We'll see you trackside and we'll talk again next week. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. And yeah, how good is it having big racing on Friday and a Saturday night in our own backyard? Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. Uh, Steve, just before I uh, throw it back to you, Mac Da Vinci, who was the star of our summer carnival, he's set to arrive in the next couple of days. So uh, he, he lost his way when he went back to Sydney uh, after that uh, stunning campaign up here, but he's headed back. So he's set to arrive in the next couple of days. And the funeral for Ron McCall 
is taking place. There will be a service held at the Reckliff Paceway on Monday. It starts at 1pm. All are welcome. So mm. uh, Ron McCall, who was based there at Nine Street when he was training for uh, Jack and Bob Ingham, uh, he's going to have a... Uh, a uh, uh, well, he'll be laid to rest on Monday, 1 p.m. Reckliff putting on the function there, and all are welcome to attend. Yeah, let's hope they get a lot of people there to pay tribute to a legend in Queensland. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.